Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm probably here. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another super awesome, happy episode of Political Straight Talk in conjunction with Ragtag Radio. I'm your host, the political superman, saying hello, everybody. All right. The time, 8.04 on the East Coast and 5.04 on the Left Coast. And boy, have the Japanese screwed up. Mm -hmm. 
how in the Hades do you lose a $100 million fighter jet that is the top fighter jet in the world? Um, Houston, we have a problem. Oh, wow. We have a missing F-35A Uh-oh. jet. For those of you that don't know, the United States and her allies are the only ones that have this jet. And China and Russia would love to have this jet. So um, somebody, I guarantee you, the United States, Japan, Great Britain, Russia, China are all headed to the area where this thing has went off radar and I'm trying to find it quickly. I think I... I think I know what happened. It tried to apply for asylum, but since the judge has blocked uh, President Trump's policy, it had to go back to Mexico. Oh, wow. (laughs) And welcome to... Folks, we keep one on the radio just to, you know, keep keep amusing. All right, so let me run through some of the headlines before we get into tonight's topic. Um, Yeah. Lori Laughlin and her hubby, Mosimo Wanali, is in (laughs) some big doo-doo. Today they were charged with money laundering. And conspiracy. Conspiracy is big problem. Big, mm-hmm. big problem. Uh, conspiracy, federal, these are all federal charges. These are non-state charges. And, uh, yeah, pucker up, buttercup. That's why we didn't see them. That is why we did not see them in the guilty plea. Yeah mess yesterday. All right, so let's uh, let's touch on a couple of other things. I want to touch on these quickly and, and get into the topic at hand. Uh, James Comey, yeah, I'm about willing to bet some charges are forthcoming on him. Uh, Bob Barr today testified before a, the House Intelligence Committee or the House Judiciary, one of the two. And and basically said, well, if it's appropriations, same thing. Um, All three of those committees have some big teeth. But in essence said that he's going back and looking at the initial Russia probe in light of no findings by Robert Mueller and his team. Uh, In layman's terms... They're going to find out who started this mess, what they used to start this mess, and see if this was malicious. If it was malicious, charges are coming. Okay. Um, And rightfully so. Bob Barr needs to go through the FBI and bring some prestige and um, some trust back to the office. Mm-hmm. So, let's have 
Let's talk some politics real quick. And next week, by the way, for those of you uh, coming in, next week we're going to be talking about, um, in a big way, Medicare. And we're going to be talking about state insurances. Um, it was brought to my attention several weeks ago about an issue going on in the state of Arkansas and how maybe a lot of people don't understand how this stuff works and, and how some people get screwed and others get everything. So next week, that's what our primary topic is going to be. Also next week, we are going to try and launch YouTube and Facebook Live simultaneously using my son as the producer for one or both of the programs. So heaven help us. Do the work now? Okay. If they're burnt out, you throw them away. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's that's part. That's that. So. In the political realm today, it's been a bad week for Democrats, good week for Republicans, very bad week for presidential candidates, mm-hmm. because presidential candidates, um, in my mind, I can't you know necessarily say John Q. Public agrees, but in my mind, they're going to have a hard time explaining why we need to change the occupant of the White House with an economy that's booming along. Mm-hmm. with a new trade deal um, between Mexico, Canada, and the United States that is definitely a benefit for all three countries, but more so for the United States, uh, and a Chinese trade deal that maybe doesn't cover all of the shortcomings between the two countries as far as trade goes, but goes a long way to addressing those in a, in a phase one. Uh, stock markets up, tax brackets are down. We've got three major tax brackets. We've got, I mean, we have a lot of changes that are for the positive. And for the first time since 2017, Trump's approval rating has jumped. His current approval rating sits at 52%. Okay, I've seen some polls that have it at 53, some that have it at 51, some have it at 49, but... The, the polling data that I trust and use is at 52. Translation. Oh, we know be changing right now, Lucy. <laughs> and um, that would have been brought to you live by Ricky Ricardo, but um, he got kicked out. His visa expired. So I'm translating for him. Uh, let's address the illegal situation at the border. Um, I know some people wanted me to talk about the resignation of the Homeland Security um, director. You know what? No need to discuss it. When you're a political appointee, no matter how high up on the food chain or how low on the chain, guess what? You serve at the pleasure. And when the pleasure be gone, <laughs> your job be gone. And that's how it is. Yeah, and but a lot of people... A lot of people are blaming her 
for what's going on. And it's not her fault. It didn't start under her. You know, I, I think it was very unfair. You know, they, they, the Democrats hated her, and now they're defending her. Well, you know. she was in she was in over her head. She was doing a job that, to be honest, she wasn't qualified to do. Um, so, yes, I agree that, that she should have went. Uh, the president seems to have been very kind about it. She seems to have taken it pretty well. Um, no malice there. He's going to put somebody in charge that actually knows the situation at the border and knows how to handle it. Um, she disagreed with some of the maneuvers that were about to be made at the border. So, you know, I completely understand both both sides of it based on, you know, the president's side of it and her side of it. So, but here's the issue, okay? And I kind of have a unique perspective on this, and that is this right here. Number one, I don't blame anybody for trying to improve their life. Nobody. I don't even blame the people trying to come across this border. I don't. We live in the promised land. We live in the land of Canaan. Okay? Even the poorest among us have more than the richest in other countries in most cases. Okay? Especially in South America where there is turmoil. Look at Venezuela. Look at Guatemala. You have these countries are crap holes. Mexico is a crap hole. Okay? I do not blame one person for trying to come to the United States. Now, you say, well, how can you say that when you're for shutting down the border? Well, here's how I say that. If there was not jobs for those people coming here, they would not be coming here. If there were not incentives in welfare programs, they would not be coming here. Okay, So let me explain how it works, and, and I've seen this happen. People come here, they take families here, girlfriends, married wives here, whatever, because the United States does not recognize marriages in Mexico, by the way. And so they come here, and they make families. They work. They send money back to Mexico for their other families. And the United States turns a blind eye. There is billions of dollars going from Western Union, from MoneyGram, from Walmart to Walmart, powered by MoneyGram, that go into these other countries. And I have said since day one that we need to tax the b- out of them. Put the same tax on money transfers into these other countries that we put on cigarettes and alcohol. Why do we allow it at all? It's all about the Benjamins. 
the U.S. dollar props up the Mexican economy. The Mexican economy produces for the U.S. manufacturers. It's a reciprocal process. That's why you have the Chamber of Commerce not wanting to shut down the borders. You have the Koch brothers, uh, two of the largest conservatives in the country, um, really not wanting a immigration policy. It's all about money. But the question is, how do you stop the problem? And it's relatively simple in my mind. I don't know why it seems so complicated in the halls of Congress. But you make the penalties for employers so severe that they're not willing to risk one individual. I can tell you that there's a company right down the road now that the majority of the individuals that are working in that company in a labor position are illegal. Now, why is that? Because if they get caught, the fine is a slap on the wrist. They've saved that much money by paying these people peanuts. And in most cases, it's off the books. Okay, so you have to go after the employer. Remember, don't blame the people coming for the jobs because if the jobs weren't available, they wouldn't be a coming. If it was a crime to be in this country illegally and people enforced it, then this wouldn't be a problem. But as archaic and stupid as it sounds, it is not a crime to be in this country illegally. And people are like, well, that's not true. Yes, it is. The only thing that is illegal is the act of crossing the border. And if they don't see you in the act of crossing the border, they cannot charge you with a crime. If you're found to be illegal in this country, they pick you up, they detain you, they wait for ICE to issue a detainer on you. If there's not a detainer or a hold detainer, they let you go. Simple as that. So if you want to change the situation at if you want to change the situation then you make it a crime you make it an extensive crime you know I've told people for years if a Mexican authority catches you in their country illegally you're going to their gulags for five years. Look it up. Five years you're going. Okay? Now, we have a problem. When the very country that wants to ship their third world, and that's what it is, that's what it's about, is the third world. They want their they want their welfare population gone. And they want the United States to take in these individuals. When in fact, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, we can only assume so much. And we have been we have been given people so much to Mexico. It's probably time to to stop the aid, just to be honest, because we've been propping Mexico up for years. Why would they even have to work? We pay out upwards of 130 to $50 billion a year to these people. Free education, free clothes, free meals, welfare, you know, and we're paying for it. Well, part of me also has to, and I'm just going to lay it out there, part of me also has to say that that I can sympathize with these individuals. I can really sympathize. Okay, so, you know, I don't want to get bogged down the whole program on this. Um, For those of you who know, uh, in my hometown, two police officers were shot earlier this week. A little town that the last officer involved shooting was 1985. That gives you all kind of an indicator of how the, the town works. They have released the name of the individual. The officers, uh, fortunately, were not killed. They returned fire, and they killed the son of a bitch that shot at them. So police officers one, bad guy zero. Uh, I'm going to read the article real quick because this was kind of interesting. Nobody understood why he opened fire on these officers because they weren't even looking for him. They were actually... (laughs) looking for somebody else that they had been chasing in a car. Uh, So I'm going to read this article real quick. The man who opened fire on two Greenville police officers and who was killed in the ensuing gunfire exchange has been identified, and he was wanted on multiple felony charges from North Carolina, including attempting to run down a police officer. 24-year-old Anthony Orlando Bowers was shot and killed by Greenville police after he opened fire while officers were searching an apartment for another suspect. Two officers were struck by bullets, but were able to return fire. According to the Asheville Times newspaper, Bowers was being sought there in connection with a December incident where he used his vehicle to strike an Asheville police police cruiser, seriously injuring the officer. Bowers was wanted on 14 different charges, including assault on a law enforcement officer, assault with a deadly weapon on a government official, Felony hit and run, causing serious injury or death. Possession of a stolen firearm, resisting a public officer, fleeing and eluding arrest, and several other drug charges. Bowers was in Bowers was in an apartment on Mason Street in Greenville on Sunday night when two officers entered looking for another suspect who had fled from officers on Tusculum Boulevard. According to the TBI, as officers were searching the apartment, Bowers, for reasons unknown, became combative, pulled a gun, and fired shots. The officers returned fire striking Bowers. The officers were treated for non-life-threatening gunshot wounds. Bowers was pronounced dead, D-E-A-D, for those of you in Rio Linda, at a local hospital. So, goodbye, good riddance. One One less bad guy on the street. Yeah. So, tonight's topic is 
trusty old term limits. Now, one of the individuals that uh, this is their passion, um, they have chosen uh, not to participate in the call this evening directly. I'm assuming they're probably listening by chat. No, she's sick. So, uh, anyway, so we are going to proceed with term limits. And, um, you know, I'm going to tell everybody this and just put it out there. Personally, I believe elections are term limits. Okay, I always have. Um, I don't disagree with term limiting the president directly after the incident with FDR. I'm okay with, with the presidential, the top office having some term limits, but I'm really not okay with Congress being term limited. Um, was Congress meant to be a lifetime job? No. The framers of the Constitution wanted you to serve your country for a season and go home. Multiple people have decided to serve for many seasons. <laughs> um, however, you uh, you know i I just get to I get to the point of when is enough enough? You know, we began to. Uh, you know, we we begin to take away those freedoms of voters. And for those of you that that aren't aware, this isn't new. Okay, so for those of you that that really want to push this, let me explain to you what happened. What happened? Okay. Um. You have, uh, hang on just a second. So, you know, the, the presidency so far is the only one that is limited. Now, what most people don't know is that there was a case that came into the Supreme Court in 1994. Okay, now that court ruled, now granted it was ruled in a 5-4 decision, but it did come down the pike. Uh, give me just a second. Let me get the exact uh, case for you. Uh, in the early 1990s, they wanted to put a referendum on for congressional term limits, and they did in 24 states. Um, eight of the 24 states did approve congressional term limits. Um, by an average, by the way, of two to one. Now, 
the question became, did they have constitutional authority to make term limits? And in May of 1995, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 5-4 in U.S. Term Limits, Inc. versus Thornton, 514 U.S. Code 779, that states cannot impose term limits upon federal representatives or senators. Okay. Now, going a little further into this, because I wanted to know exactly the court makeup and who voted on this. So this actually came from the state of Arkansas, which I think I I found funny. So the issue came, it uh, invalidated the congressional term limit provisions of 23 states. The parties to the case were U.S. term limits and Arkansas uh, politician Ray Thornton. Okay. Now, um, <laughs> yeah. So the Supreme Court affirmed by a 5-4 vote, the majority and majority minority articulated different views on the character of federal structure established in the Constitution, writing for the majority, Justice John Paul Stevens. Anybody know who John Paul Stevens is and what he was? Just saying. This is what uh, Justice Democrat John Paul Stevens said. Finally, state-imposed restrictions, unlike the congressionally-imposed restrictions at issue in Powell, violate a third idea central to the basic principle of the Constitution that the right to choose representatives belongs not to the states, but to the people. Following the adoption of the 17th Amendment in 1913, this idea was extended to elections for the Senate. The Congress of the United States, therefore, is not a confederation of nations in which separate sovereigns are represented by appointed delegates, but is instead a body composed of representatives of the people, basically saying elections are term limits. Okay, let us continue. Justice Stevens further ruled that sustaining Amendment 73, which was the Arkansas law creating term limits, would result in a patchwork of state qualifications for U.S. representatives and described that consequence as inconsistent with the uniformity and national character that the framers sought to ensure. Concurring, Justice Anthony Kennedy, Democrat, wrote that the amendment would interfere with the relationship between the people of the nation and their national government. Now, Good old Clarence Thomas, a Republican who was actually supportive of term limits, wrote, It is ironic that the court bases today's decision on the right of the people to choose whom they please to govern them. Under our Constitution, there is only one state whose people have the right to choose whom they please to represent Arkansas in Congress. Nothing in the Constitution deprives the people of each state of the power to prescribe eligibility requirements for the candidates who seek to represent them in Congress. The Constitution is simply silent on this question, and where the Constitution is silent, it raises no bar to actions by the state or the people. Justice Thomas also noted that the amendment did not actually prevent anyone from election since it only prevents prospective fourth-termers from being printed on the ballot but not from being written in and therefore did not overlap the qualifications clause of the federal constitution. Now, 
Here's where Jill and I actually would find some common ground. Okay? Because I could agree with the wording of Justice Thomas. I could agree right now with setting, hey, after four terms, your name won't be printed on the ballot, but people want to write you in, then they can. In federal elections, I have seen one successful write-in campaign. Anybody know who that was? No. Senator Joseph Lieberman. Oh, uh, Joe. So, I could actually support that. But where I have a problem is, remember, where the Constitution lays out the guidelines, the states cannot change it. In the qualifications to run for the House of Representatives, it does not say you're term limited. You would have to have a constitutional amendment, okay, giving term limits. And I'm going to assume that should that ever become close to a reality, it would be very similar to presidential term limits, preventing the people of various states from electing who they want meaning a writing candidate would not work. Wait a minute. Congress, they do have term limits in Congress, in a sense. How do you figure? Because they're elected every two years or every six years in the Senate. Correct. That's not a term limit. Term limits is limiting the number of terms a person can serve consecutively. For example, KKK Bird, Robert Bird out of West Virginia. I think he came into the Senate in 1876 and didn't leave there until 1996. <laughs> You're probably right. Okay. The point being is that we don't have term limits. And my argument has been, and I'm probably on the flip side of some Republicans on this, and that is, why can't the people decide who the hell they want to represent them? If the people of Tennessee or the people of Arkansas or the people of Florida or Kansas or Michigan want a particular person to represent them, they should have that right to choose that person. Even though... They're bad for the country. I mean, yes. we're talking Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's been in there for, what, 80 years? Nancy Pelosi is bad for the country in your viewpoint and my viewpoint. The people of her district think she's good for the country, and therefore they have the right to choose her to go represent them. Yeah, Fortunately, the majority of the country doesn't agree with her politics. And see, that's the whole point that I've tried to make throughout the years in arguing this point. With freedom comes responsibility, okay? We should not be stripping away our freedoms in the name of security or in the name of something we disagree with. Well, then why is the presidency limited then? The presidency I mean, was if, limited... If they're not... If they're not limited, then why should the presidency be limited? 
the presidency, I agree with being limited. Number one, it's a hard, it's a very hard job. It's harder than being a congressman. Secondly, somebody died in office and their wife governed the country for crying out loud. He was dead for quite a while before anybody knew it. Now, granted, yeah. in today's media world, it would be hard to get that passed, but the Constitution's been changed, it's set, and it works. Okay? Leave it be. People don't realize repealing a constitutional amendment is just as hard as getting one in. Yeah. Okay. So, I'd say leave it be. Oh, I've been under this misconception that they already have terminals. So... Uh, but they don't. Congress has no term limits. The Senate has no term limits. As a matter of fact, up I until up until 1913, the Senate was not elected by the people. Oh, right. The Senate was never designed to be elected by the people. The Senate was designed to be elected by the states. Meaning the state legislatures. The House of Representatives is to represent the people. The Senate is to represent the states. The judiciary is to make sure that the laws that come out of those two bodies are consistent with the Constitution and the executive or the president's job is to make sure that the government runs according to the 19 enumerated powers of the Constitution. Well, you know, but by not having term limits, you're allowing situation that's going on right now. Because, and that is? Well, for one thing, because of their hatred, they won't allow, they won't appropriate any money for the wall. They won't change the immigration laws. Okay. Um, and so let's let's go to Dr. Desjardins. He is your representative, correct? Right. You like him? Yeah. He's done his job. Yep. You pulled, so. you pulled the lever for him. Yep. Going to pull the lever for him again next year. Yep. Okay, and that's your right to do that. Now, what if there's a term limit and he can't run? And let's say that his Democrat opponent, that's been trying to get that office that you vehemently don't want to get. But because Dr. D can't hold his seat, and there's nobody that's got the name ID than the guy that's running on the Democratic side because Dr. D's term limited, the Democrat gets it. Your side just lost a seat because you want term limits. That's your point. So now you've got to wait because, remember, incumbency rates in the United States Congress is 88%. So do you see my point? Yeah. Your choice your choice was taken away from you, and yes, I can. Your choice was taken away from you 
because of term limits. And that is silly. So, that's just it. All right. Barbara, talk for a minute. Oh, well, what do you want to talk about? Let's see. Uh, I was reading up on term limits, and they have a long history according to what I'm reading. It actually started ancient Athens and ancient Rome. And in the Roman Republic, a law was passed imposing a limit on a single term on the office of censor. The annual magistrates were forbidden re-election until a number of years had passed. Also, there was a term limit of six months for a dictator. There are no term limits for the vice presidency. Representatives and senators that we just talked about. Oh, wait. Was I snoring? I'm so sorry. I thought that was an interesting fact. Well, I had to go get Princess Dio. Oh, okay. That's Princess Dio. Is awake. She was was taking a nap. And so now she wants to come in here and learn politics from Grandpa. (laughs) And Diana agrees, no term limits. Let the voters decide. Oh, I thought that was interesting that term limits have a long history back to ancient Greece and Rome. They do. This, you know, this isn't any, you know, there are some people, and even Jill thinks this is a new phenomenon, and it's not. It's It's been around a while. It's been tried. It's been struck down. It'll be tried again. It'll be struck down again. I think I understand better now. Thank you. And Diana is so sad that term limits are going to be brought back up again. She thinks that the voters should decide. You know, Bernie Sanders and I, Bernie Sanders and I agree on something else too. I think every U.S. citizen that is of voting age should have the right to vote. What? I think every U.S. citizen above the age of eighteen. That is eligible. That has the that is above the age of eighteen in this country should have the right to vote. But they already have the right to vote. Ah, felons don't. Ah, I know where you're going. I know where you're going because he wants convicted felons who are in prison that he wants them to vote also. I think they should be allowed to. They're United States citizens. They should be able to elect their government as well. While they're incarcerated. Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to tell you something. You'd be you'd be damn well surprised at how many of them are not Democrats. Yeah. I'm I'm going to give the listeners out there a big a big shocker here. Okay. 
as much as but you know we lost, but they lost their freedom when they committed whatever crime they committed hmm. i mean they lost that freedom i'm sorry all right so who gives you the right to determine who gets to vote or who don't because the last i checked the Constitution says that these rights are indemnified by our Creator. And just because someone... Well, let's say someone commits a crime. Let, let's say that someone goes out here... Um, okay, somebody's got a drinking problem. And they go out here, and it's their third DUI. Okay? Under Tennessee law, in a third DUI, you're going to jail for a couple of years. Okay? Because we've gotten very tough on DUIs, as, as we should. There's no, there's no debate on that. Okay. Now, here's, here's my thing on that. Should that person lose their right to vote because they have a drinking problem? And because our laws say, hey, you're going to jail? Should they lose their right to vote? Should a person that, okay, there's a lady that she got entangled in a mess, got into some financial troubles as the booster president, and she took $15,000 from the booster club, okay, to help her family. She stole. As a result of her crime, she's going to jail for a year or two. Should she lose her right to vote? Does that change the fact? Does that change the fact that the very people that are going into that office are making rules and laws that affect her? And she's a citizen of this country. Do you give up your right, unalienable right, mind you, to select the people that will govern over you? Well, and they're doing their time too. So, how long should they be punished? I understand that. So I'm, I agree with Bernie Sanders on this one. I think that, and most of the taking away people's rights to vote as felons, that came in a period of what they called uh, three strikes you're out. And I'm just going to tell you, I disagree with a lot of those laws. And it's not because, you know, I'm... I'm this big sad sap with criminals because there are some people out there that are truly criminal okay, and deserve to be locked away for a long time. But does that abdicate their right to vote? And the answer is no. They're still a citizen of this country. Now in states, they are doing what they call anybody convicted of a felony, whether it's Class E or Class A, is being called rendered infamous. And they're being rendered infamous so that the state can get their DNA and stick it in CODIS. No, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. That is a violation of your privacy. So you're saying a person that went so out you're here... A criminal, you're a criminal, and they want to take your DNA and put it in CODIS because if you're let out of prison again and commit another crime... 
So let's say somebody commits a financial crime. Let's say somebody absconds with money. It depends on the severity of the crime. If they commit mass murder or murder or, you know, whatever, you know, yeah, I think they But that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. So you're saying petty crimes are doing the same thing? I'm saying any crime. I understand sexual crimes because sexual crimes, uh, the recidivism rate is incredibly high. Okay, I don't dispute sexual crimes. I think that their DNA need to be put in because their their chances of recommitting are very high. Okay, murderers. I could even understand that because that's what's called a capital crime. Okay, that's the worst of the worst. But rendering every single person convicted of a felony, no matter what that felony is, and taking their DNA is a bunch of bull. Because your DNA, your DNA is, is yours. There's no other one like it. And the government creating a database of it, that's BS. Because yeah. that's step one. That's step one uh, in a greater problem. Right. That's dictatorship. Okay. And, you know, I, I've got... You know, well, I, I agree go to that point. I don't agree I could, with that. I, I, I agree to the point that if it's capital murder or sex crimes, that, yes, their DNA should be, you know, taken. But, but for somebody that shot this, no. I think that every person in this country that is of voting age has the right to vote, okay? And it doesn't matter if they're sitting in a penitentiary. It doesn't matter if they're sitting on a school board. It doesn't matter if they're sitting uh, in the ghetto. They have the right to vote, okay? And that's just that's how I feel about it. And I think the government is way overstepping their bounds when they try to strip people of what the Constitution refers to as unalienable rights. Okay, and choosing the very people that are going to lead over you, you have a right to do. So if we're going to take away, okay, let's, let's go down this road with it. If you're going to take away a person's right to vote based on a criminal act that they've done, then every single person that receives some sort of welfare should be removed from being able to vote. Okay? Let's go ahead. Anybody receiving Social Security, cut their ass off. That's a welfare program. Anybody on Medicare? In Medicare, that's a welfare program. Let's cut their ass off. Anybody on food stamps? Bye-bye. Oh, darn. Anybody gets a wick, you're out of here. Okay, it's the same thing. The exact same thing, different circumstance. Okay, that's just as bad as trying to impose term limits on people. Term limits are elections. We have them every two years. You don't like the person that's in office, then you vote their ass out every two years or every four years. Simple as that. I do find it amusing that it was the Democrats that struck down term limits. <laughs> so, 
Why? I didn't know until I started studying this that it had been the Democratic court that struck those down as unconstitutional and that the Republicans actually supported them. Why would they want term limits? They're going to say their Chuck Schumer will be buried on the Senate floor. Well, Chuck Schumer has that... Mrs. Neaterm, Mayor Dr. Willie Harrington is uh, signing up to run for mayor again. Not only did he ruin the school system, then he went to ru- ruin the city. And he's back for a double dip now. So, what's the vote? What's the vote in Nashville tonight? Does anybody know? Oh, he's gone. They paid his contract out. Did they? Did is that was that tonight or last night? Tonight, he saw me. He voted to term his contract and paid it out. Two hundred and something thousand dollars. Yeah, I suspected that was what was going to happen. Wow. Well, we got one in Rutherford County that wants another sixty thousand dollar raise, and people wow. are. Eh. Is he going to get it? Um, I don't know. Uh, one of the yeah. board members texted and said, well, I, I agree with not giving it to the position, but could we set it aside? And I said, here's the thing. He's a young man. He's not much older than I am. He could be here for another 10 years. And I said, we don't need to set aside that money. We, we're going to have vouchers, and we, we don't need to be spending our money frivolously. Well, vouchers are going through. I said, if you want to uh, give him some metrics, like go back to school and get your doctorate, and we'll give you a $10,000 raise, then I'm fine with that. Well, here's, uh, we're talking term limits tonight, and we're almost done with the program, but term limits are are the flavor of the evening. And we've argued, you know, we've talked about it. The Supreme Court's already weighed in on term limits, which is why you don't see anybody really picking it up. The Supreme Court ruled, uh, picked, came in on it in 1990, 1995. Uh, it was actually the state of Arkansas uh, that brought the Supreme Court ruling. So... Um, Thornton and I and I don't know anything about the guy. I just I was looking at the different rulings on the state court level, and ultimately the Supremes, which decided it because there were 24 measures brought to do term limits, uh, and then those um, then those uh, all got combined into the Supreme Court ruling. So. That's probably why we don't see a lot of it on the on the register. Because what Congress mm-hmm. would have there there would have to be a constitutional amendment, and I'm just going to tell you guys out there. I know there's several of you that would love to see a constitutional convention, but nope. ain't gonna. This is one of those ain't gonna constitutional mm-hmm. convention ain't gonna happen. If you'll notice the. The only person popping off about a constitutional convention now is Mark Levin. And Mark yeah. Levin's audience is shrinking about as much as... Uh, Did he get paid for that? Because I know 
uh, Bobo here in Nashville was getting paid for it. Yes. He is. He was being paid. They paid Sean Hannity a million dollars to promote it. Really? I don't know how much Levin got paid because his audience isn't the size of Hannity's. Nope, by, I don't trust any of them. By the way, does anybody know who the top three radio hosts are in the country? Rush Limbaugh. Well, Rushbow's been number one since 1986. <laughs> so, yeah, he's John, numero uno. Sean Hannity. Sean, Sean Hannity is numero dos. Anybody know who number three is? What's his name? The Jew with long hair and the big nose. It would not oh, be the uh, dude with long hair and a big nose. Howard, you mean Howard, Howard, Howard Stern. Howard Stern? No. Oh, that looks great. Hang on, guys. Look who's here. <laughs> Look who's here. Well, I'm not granny. <laughs> Look who's here. <gasps> Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. She ain't nowhere to go. <laughs> and let me see. Let me see. She, let me see if she goes to Grammy. You come up here and see if she go to you. Mommy, mommy, mommy. No, she won't go to none of you. No, she she won't go to neither one of them. She's been here learning about politics. She's ready to go. She says no term limits. Ain't that right? Tell you gonna be say, the president. Say, that's right. President D.O. Grandpa's going to be the Secretary of Defense. We're going to go bust <laughs> up some people. As long as you just give me your paychecks, I'll be okay. No I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. Famine's not done. Okay. I do. I'm doing my show. You hush. This is being recorded. Speaking of which, guys, I have grilled zucchini and what's this? I have a steak. Evidently, I have a piece of salmon on the way and a pork steak. So, hey, oh, yeah. I'll be right over. Me too. Well. I love zucchini. Bye, Diana. Bye, Diana. Although, I've got to say the Although I gotta say the uh, lobster and the oysters I had in Philly were delicious. Philly is so last week, nobody cares. <laughs> that was last week. It was last week. Well, Tammy, what's your thoughts on term limits? My hamburger. Um, I think the I think the voters let the voters decide. Let the voters decide, and you know, my the, my form the uh, the uh, man in my former seat, I'm told is gunning for me, and I said, "Bring it on, baby, bring it on." Oh, is she gonna run again? Evidently, you know, I'm I'm being told by reliable sources that he's gunning for this seat again. I said, "Well, good." I said, "When I have a." <clears throat> Teachers from my some of my schools in the district 
tell me, uh, Mr. Chairman, you're the you're the uh, first board member I've seen in over seven years at this school. Boss well, Lady, just so you know, this steak is really, really good. It's that holiday. Yeah, holiday thinks he's gonna run against me and whoop me. That's <laughs> hey, he may do it. He may do it, but he's not gonna outwork me. He may outspend me, but he won't outwork me. Well, I am. Say what? He didn't do anything when he was a board member. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, there's there's evidence by the comment that I got from one of the teachers. We've never seen a board member here. I taught at this school over seven years. We've never seen a board member. He was on the board for two terms. Ridiculous. I did seven schools in two weeks. Now, it's possible that he was just so busy at other schools he didn't have time. Busy playing with him. No, no, it's possible that he was arrogant and he couldn't even show up to the school board meetings on time. He was too busy looking in the mirror. Yeah, he's just so popular and so well liked. And they're like, oh, he's got Laverne sewed up. And I said, no, he doesn't. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Wow. So next week we're going to do our first YouTube slash Facebook, and my son's going to produce it. So we're going to see how that goes. Oh, that should be fun. Well, we're going to we're going to try and start broadening our audiences a little bit. Yeah. No, Jill wasn't feeling well. That's why she's not here tonight. I got you. There's some stuff going around, and then you got the green pollen in the air. My mom's yeah, been sick for two weeks. I thought I'd have to leave Philadelphia to fly to Memphis to book that butt to get her at the hospital. She never did go to the hospital. She went to the dock in the box. They got a measles crisis in New York City. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 300 people. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Wow. All right, gang, it is that time. Remember, you gotta yeah. stand for something. Gang of or two. Huh? A gang of two. <laughs> oh no, there's there's more on here. I'm Trishy. Trishy's on. Okay, <laughs> I didn't hurt anybody else. No, because I have everybody else muted. Remember, there's we are yeah. we're doing it a certain way from now on, and if you're not directly and you're muted. What is the deal with a gas machine? $65 a gallon. I think you need to say something about that. Dear Lord above. It's getting higher. Yeah, it is. I know that. It's going to go higher. Remember, you've got to stand for something. You fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank you, soldier, for without them. We wouldn't be able to do this. Thank a Republican for without them. Well, you wouldn't have this. Uh, on behalf of Ragtag Radio and Political Straight Talk, I am the Political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.